0: Hello and welcome to the Money Live podcast. In today's episode, we're going to be talking generative AI in action with N26, from a spotlight on NEON, success stories and lessons learned from their chatbot, to preparing your people with the skill sets to attract and retain in the age of generative AI. I'm delighted to be joined by N26's Head of Digital Operations, Jean-Pierre Slyman. Here we are at Money Live Nordic Banking 2023. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, How are you finding the conference so far? You said before we started recording you've been very busy.
1: Yeah, I've seen a lot of uh, interesting conferences on paper that I plan to attend in the afternoon, but yeah.
0: Good to hear. Before we jump into any questions, do you want to tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do?
1: Yeah, sure. So I'm Jean-Pierre Sleiman. I work for N26, which is a a mobile bank uh, providing retail banking services to millions of customers across Europe. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, I work as head of digital operations. Um, so, my teams are here to enhance our operations department with data um, analytics and artificial intelligence. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, um, I have been involved in several AI, conversational AI, and generative AI initiatives. <laughs> of course. In I'd be happy to share with you a couple of insights on these topics.
0: Great, thank you. Uh- it sounds like probably the best time for to speak to you now with generative AI on the tip of everyone's tongues. So let's get into some of our questions. Can you first give us a quick summary of what generative AI means? I think you know we use it a lot colloquially um, with ChatGPT, literally available for anyone to use now. But it'd be interesting to hear how you're using the term within N26. Yeah,
1: sure. So the way we usually communicate on this is. Um, by differentiating perceptive AI Mm -hmm. with generative AI. So perceptive Mm -hmm. AI is um, the ability of systems to um, analyze inputs such as uh, text or image Mm -hmm. and then provide either predictions or classifications Mm -hmm. by analyzing the patterns and the relationships between between this uh, content. Typically, uh, examples would be your phone that is able to recognize your face Mm -hmm. or your favorite shopping app that is able to provide with a, a recommendation of sure. things that you want to buy. Okay, so that would be perceptive, that would be perceptive. That's okay,
0: yeah. so in terms of generative, we're talking... generative
1: AI is something a bit different. So we still start with an input, can be text, can be image, video, combinations of these. Okay. Uh, but the results will be an answer to this input um, in the form of a new uh, content, either text sure. or image or
0: something yeah. else. Sure, yeah, makes sense.
1: A typical example is, as you just said, Chat GPT, for instance, yeah. and large language models in general, which take as an input, uh, can be text or a combination of text and an image, a request, some context, etc., and they will generate either um, a new content which can be um, extracting some information, summarizing, or providing a new answer to a question you ask.
0: I see. So, with this in mind, how have you been using generative technology this year at N26?
1: A very interesting question. Um, we um, wanted to, uh, from the very beginning, on one side, uh, start to discover as early as possible, learn, and start um, like providing value. yeah, Because we see that there is a like, tremendous potential with this technology. Of course. But at the same time, we wanted to remain safe and uh, to our customers and compliance with, with uh, regards to our regulations. So um, we took a step-by-step approach very early on we um, started to experiment in a safe environment with um, um, safe data as well to climb the learning curve and understand both (laughs) the value and the challenges Um, and now we uh, decided to um, run two streams in parallel on one side we already went live with um, providing generative ai tools to some uh, internal users on very specific low risk internal processes think about marketing copywriting or or market research, for instance. And at the same time, we're also working um, more in an uh, iterative way with our uh, internal teams and tech teams in particular to tackle more advanced use cases that will require a bit more time, think about um, how we can support our customer service agents uh, with recommendations on on what to do next, which is High potential, but also a bit more complex.
0: Incredibly complex. You've got to have so much more at risk when you're applying it in banking and finance. For the listener, N26's chatbot is called Neon, right?
1: Absolutely.
0: So, when it comes to using Neon, can you share some of the successes and key lessons learned?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, Neon is a customer service uh, chatbot that acts as an um, interface between our users when they uh, contact us via chat and our uh, customer service specialists. Mm-hmm. Um, so today it uh, handles more than a hundred different questions in five languages. Um, okay. It's able to read customer data to uh, customize the answer. It's able to launch specific actions like generating uh, uh, documents and statements, or obviously when needed, uh, transfer the users to a human, to a, to a a human colleague to solve the the issue more efficiently.
0: It's all about prioritizing the human touch, I guess.
1: Exactly. And so today it handles millions of conversations per year. It automates a third of them. So it's a pretty uh, uh, large scale and successful initiative for us. Yeah,
0: huge. Um,
1: And um, if I had to um, mention one key learning, I would say uh, the importance of building a proper operating model around your AI use case. It's not just sure. a project that Okay. you start and then you finish and then everything is fine. Yeah. Especially with AI and conversational AI. So technology will evolve, your company will evolve, your customers and the context they evolve in. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything will change over time. So you need to create the mechanisms, to yeah. The people, the processes, the governance to make sure that you constantly monitor um, and improve your AI engines over time.
0: Totally makes sense. It's ongoing, not not limited to just one project. Exactly. You spoke earlier about um, internal use cases, and we've just talked about the sort of customer-facing use cases. What parts of the business do you think generative AI can add the most value at speed? <laughs> that's quite a it's quite a hard question, maybe. But is it chatbots like Neon? Is it um, operations? Is it productivity? Where where do you think AI is going to make the most impact?
1: When you think about it, uh, generative AI has tremendous capabilities. Um, they can. Um, Handle like many different kinds of inputs, different requesting languages, formats, etc. They have a very broad knowledge because they were trained on the entire internet almost. And um, they're highly accurate. We've seen Mm -hmm. um, generative AI uh, models that are able to pass university level exams. Really? Yeah. (laughs) That's crazy. Um, So, in the end, when you think about it, you could impact, they can impact the um, like any area of the banking business yeah you can think about I mentioned it um, marketing uh, and growth teams with uh, with copywriting and market research you mm-hmm. can think about tech teams with uh, coding assistance you can think about, legal uh, risk and compliance uh, by extracting information from complex contracts or regulatory documents. Sure, yeah, 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 yeah. Literally everywhere. <laughs> yeah, operations and efficiency by recommend, yeah, recommending the next best action or summarizing uh, yeah. former cases. Almost everywhere.
0: It seems endless.
1: Exactly. Pretty now, much. Now, at the same time, we're also seeing some limitations. Mm-hmm. Um, Accuracy, for instance, is very good on one side, but um, but these tools can also sometimes completely hallucinate and make up facts. Okay. uh, (laughs) Dangerous game to play. Exactly. Because they don't know everything, especially your company. um,
0: Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Internal
1: information and knowledge base. And they're also sometimes not very transparent with what they know and what they don't know. Sometimes they would prefer to show an answer. (laughs) They're sly. Exactly.
0: (laughs) I see. Okay. Well, if it's so widespread then, um, here's an interesting question: How are we gonna attract this kind of skill set needed, which I'm presuming isn't that yet widespread, to to put AI safely into practice?
1: It's interesting because with generative AI, you need some skills that were already there, like um, mm-hmm. data science, machine learning, software engineering okay. skills. But yeah, you also see now new types of skills emerging, such as prompt engineering, so the ability to work. Craft good requests so um, the, the the generative AI and large language yeah. model provides a relevant uh, answer. Um, I would say it's it's the same for any any AI project in the end um, or capability that we want to build. I think banks have good foundations. You think about it; uh, they are data driven because data quality needs to be like yeah, top, obviously for obvious reasons. Um They have been used to. um model-based or mathematical models to um, trigger decision-making for a while with credit modeling and and use cases like this. Uh, But at the same time, they have been uh, suffering from legacy IT that is sometimes not up to the mark, especially as AI requires the art uh, infrastructures and and hardware. Um, And also, uh, the regulation is still a bit unclear, especially on generative AI, which is very new.
0: It's hard to get everything up to speed with the technology, exactly. I guess.
1: So I think the key is to find the right balance and build a space um, that is both safe and uh, based on state-of-the-art technologies where um, these like, AI practitioners and experts can build, experiment, but also uh, productionize AI. And I think this is a very um, thin line to find. Yeah, for sure. And I also think that we um, actors such as N26 and FinTechs are in the best position to find this balance because we don't suffer from the legacy IT and we engage actively with our regulators to find ways forward.
0: Definitely, it definitely seems like it's something much easier to implement when you're a kind of smaller techier digital native company. In terms of that, what are some of the mistakes that you think incumbents might be making or kind of have have made with Generative AI? What, What can they anticipate for themselves?
1: so we have seen quite an ambiguous reaction from banking incumbents when it comes to generative ai oh really um yeah be- at the very beginning many of the big players they started to simply ban access uh, to ChatGPT for internal users wow to avoid risks um, i suppose it makes sense data leaks etc yeah, yeah yeah which makes sense um and on the other side a couple of weeks later they started to communicate on new initiatives partnerships experimentations on these technologies so it's a mix of careful but ambitious reaction. Um, in the end, I think this is the right way to go. If sure. you Think about what I just said. And yeah, yeah. on one side, the huge potential. On the on other side, the uncertainties and, and risks. Um, I would say this is the right thing to do. Maybe one um, element that uh, they and we could do even more is um, maybe engaging with the regulators furthermore. We've seen big tech, large tech companies, um, especially OpenAI, going speaking with uh, regulators in in, in the US, uh, Mm -hmm. in Europe, etc. Proactively, this is something that maybe we could do more to unlock as fast as possible, this part.
0: Yeah, I mean, makes total sense. It, It seems like the fastest way is to get it regulated and then be able to move safely with tech advancements. Um, To wrap up, uh, I know you've given us a lot of advice so far, but it's another advice question. (laughs) If you could go back and maybe change one thing about the way N26 has implemented generative AI, what would it be?
1: Well, as I said before, I think this balance between uh, carefulness and and ambition has been, I think, the right approach. Sure. So... um, Maybe if I had to mention one thing, it would be maybe going even faster at the beginning and starting to experiment even faster. Mm-hmm. That we were all hesitant with what these technologies can do or not. I think now we see that they're going to change everything. Yes. So, yeah. The sooner you jump on the boat, the better it is. I think.
0: <laughs> you heard it here first. The sooner you jump on the boat, the better. <laughs> well, thank you so much for your insights. Um, they've been really fabulous. Thank you. Thanks for having me. No problem at all. If you enjoyed hearing from Jean-Pierre, why not head over to the Money Live Insights page where you can find podcasts, articles, webinars and more with more of our amazing speakers. Thanks for joining us. Bye. Bye.